what is happening everyone we are back again another episode it is episode 39 and we do have a special guest in the sh- in the studio if you like our kind of virtual studio uh, this week tony um is is probably off having them uh, his first early training sessions made that move to st mirren in the in the window so good luck to tony but our super sub this week is gator guy how you doing sir good to have you on I'm so delighted to be here much like layered last week uh always <laughs> a thrill to be on with you guys and one of my favorite pods so so happy for the invite thanks guys very kind and of course i've got uh quinny my sparring partner how you doing quinny i know you've got you're excited you're absolutely buzzing you've got you've got a big few days ahead let us know what you've got going on yeah, well, Gator Guy, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you could join us as well with uh, time zones and stuff like that. It's always good when we can get things organised well. And yeah, great to have you on, buddy. I look forward to it today. And yeah, yeah. Stishy Boy, it's, it's been a mad week, you know, when Prem happened right early in the week. And we've kind of, it's funny because a few people have sent me like, the odd message here and there about like, oh, funny, you know, like funny things said or like, oh, a good spot on, you know, just different things. And I'm like, I don't even remember when I said half this stuff. Like, <laughs> if you know what I mean? Like, it's just been constant, you know, um, for like three days. It feels like a week's worth of, you know, looking at teams and evaluating guys and looking at drafts and the results from last weekend and who's playing this weekend, like already. Price pools are open, cap modes. Oh. And then the stage of my brain I was getting to was about prioritization for everything. And I'm kind of jumping ahead of kind of what you asked me there, Stishy Boy, but that's why we've got our guest on board today. And it's yeah. like, you know, I was just getting into that lens of like, wow, all of a sudden, we were kind of chatting about it just before we came live there. Like, I'm looking at some of the regions, like, I don't know if I'm really interested in that anymore as much, you know, and maybe I focus a wee bit more on this. And, you know, you're then doing so many of these lovely thought experiments on what ifs and maybe and mm. probabilities and I bet he's, <laughs> you know. And uh, Gator Guy had a lovely tweet out to the same kind of tune. Uh, so that's obviously... Uh, who better to come onto the podcast and, and talk to us about the reprioritization that we're all going to be going through like over you know the real kind of discovery over the next kind of month or so but particularly this first game week because no one's going to have any clue what to do what's optimal very true so on that note actually Quinny did message me in the week and uh yeah I know exactly the tweet he's talking about so Gator Guy you actually fired out a tweet you've kind of already figured out in your mind at least for now what you're going to be prioritizing now all these crazy cat modes have opened and things are getting shrunk and now we can finally see what the prize pools are um right. so yeah if you want to jump straight in and and kind of like give your thoughts on what you're going to be prioritizing sure. be great to hear your I, kind of thought process yeah i think too like i i think i so the funniest thing i shot that out had the kids early in the morning and just like thinking about it and then you know love being friends with uh, Sean PSU fans because you'll know immediately when he's up and if he disagrees with you because you'll get you'll get a message like nope yeah. <laughs> so you know immediately all of a sudden he's like so why would you have 220 where you did have you looked at the prize pool like, no I was just more thinking like what's in my gallery you know and what like I want to do and he's like you need to go back look at those things so I've already kind of like changed the tune but I I'll, I'll say this in two parts. I, I sent that out because I thought it's really interesting that I think a lot of people immediately see cap modes and go, that's the new thing. I'm going to go there and don't actually like look back through what you can win or what you necessarily need or what, 
suits your gallery the best. And now more than ever with all these modes and, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, I have a fairly big gallery, but I don't have a big enough gallery to play every competition out there, even just in rare, the rare spectrum and the rare pro spectrum. I still am not going to be able to fill out everything. So with the fact that you can't play everything, you need to decide what you can play. And specifically with your, with your top guys, where are they going to go? Mm. You know, like I, I've got like a Tadich, you know, we were talking about before I got a Bacchus I have, you know, Teddy Tuma, super rare, Teddy Tuma, rare, like some really good players. I feel very fortunate to have some really good guys, but now the pressure becomes, where do you put them? Yeah. Yeah. I, I find it quite intriguing actually that you do already have a rough idea of where you're going to go. I'm kind of with Sean on that, that, I don't, I don't have a prior, I still don't have like an order. I've been trying to figure out what I'm doing, even just like this Friday's first kind of entry. I keep going back and forth in it. I can't work out if I've got the the most, the big, the biggest problem I'm finding at the moment is I've got quite a lot of super rares, but what I've realized quickly is, yeah, I have a lot of super rares, but a lot of them are not playing just yet. You know, they're in Asia, they're in America, they're in, the regions that haven't quite opened up yet. So I struggle a little bit with cap 240 in super rare this weekend. Um, another issue that I have is I, I forget until I started like putting my lineups together for the weekend that having like, uh, I've got two uniques that I can use at the moment as well in either challenger or U23. And if I go into cap mode, I'm kind of losing the utility of my Levitt or Seco uh, unique. So I have what I thought I was going to be doing. I thought, you know, capped. when I saw the prize pools, I, I was really pleased to see that the cap mode is pretty much the same as the all-star prize pools. So, you know, you, you can go, you can try and hit that threshold, but you can also still win an Mbappe or a Haaland if you hit right. the top, you know, star prizes in those. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, Saka. exactly. Yeah. All <laughs> of these there now. So I'm very tempted by a cap mode, but I'm not at all happy with uh, the lineup that I could field in cap 240 in um, Super Rare straight away. I don't think I'm going to be in there this Friday. And I thought, I thought I'd be good for that every week. I thought, yep, I've got the pieces, but... It's it's those it's those goalkeepers, man. You need the goalkeepers for for these cap modes, and uh, I'm definitely a bit light on goalkeepers in limited and in super rare. But I think I should be good for cap mode two forty in rare. Um, I've got a few goalkeepers that play in that. You know, I might I might not I might not target a region, but uh, I reckon it's going to change week on week for me. I don't think I'll have a specific game plan. I still. I still feel like I lean towards U23 if the fixtures are good for me, just because I think I've got a lot of the higher powered cards in that sort of area. Um, but but the rest of it is kind of open, open 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 season like every week. I think. What about you, Quinny? Where where's your head at with all this at the moment? Well, I'm the same as yourself. Like, I think the goalkeepers is like you know the real uh, is more than ever before the absolute gatekeeper like gator saying like you know no very few people can cover i love the way you put it cover that spectrum across rare or across you know i'm just, i suppose there'll probably be a, a lot a lot of people that can do it unlimited and have a lot of fun in a lot of different fun and interesting ways with guys that they do have in their galleries that are like l15 48 and 
some cheeky ones down at 31 for some reason and that kind of idea. Yeah. But um, it rares and above, certainly, like, no chance are people doing that to any degree of, um, you know, like, competitive strength is what we've had before. You know, the extra divisions, like, and I know they're not really, they're, they're kind of extra and they're kind of not really because they replace underdog and specialist. Mm, you know, right. we're not, there, there's not actually more uh, in a weird way, although it feels that way. It's just that they're so... It's just that the prize pools are better and they're much easier to access because you don't need to worry about, of course, the L50 under 40 and all the stuff that we don't even uh, need to bother ourselves with. But you, it feels that way. It feels like there's more because the because the reward pools are there and because they've got that kind of better access. And um, I traded in last week um, to get a super rare goalkeeper just to make sure because I've had terrible luck with them, you know, like not to not not to give anyone the tail of the tape, you know, but it's about five super rare goalkeepers deep at this point, you know, and it's absolute torture. So I've brought another one in, yeah. Vito Minoni, ex Arsenal, who's now in France. He's yeah. covering for Vogel, who's injured. So I'm only expecting to get a month out of him. But then somebody messaged me in the live chat earlier today and they're like that, oh that German guy Pollers Beck that was at Leon's bench. Apparently that mm -hmm. he's moved to that team on the window. And I'm like, for God's sake, oh. man, I just got this guy in. And hey Quinny, I need you so, to They played well, my... man. Well, so, so I want you to make sure you don't buy my super rare goalkeeper. I just don't want your luck. <laughs> so do not get I... any ideas about Eloy Arun, please. <laughs> it's, it's it's every time I try and cut a corner and get a cheap one, you know, like I think Craig Gordon, that's just rotten luck, that, that whole kind of thing, you know. But the other ones of uh, like Viviano get dropped, and then I say, I don't want to go through the whole tail of the tape, there's too many of them. But uh, so I'm hoping Minone doesn't bite me in the bum. If I can get Minone onto the pitch this game week, then like I'm not too bored. If I can get two or three game weeks out of him, that's kind of what I thought is a minimum, you know, if I can get him out there. Because I've actually got like, I think my super rare collection is probably similar to a lot of people's limiteds or rares when they're starting out or if they're on a budget you know i've got a lot of guys that have got a great story but not got a great so5 mm. can i make up for the most part you know and these cap modes suit them to the ground especially the way i'm looking at each one of them individually i'm like he's about to come one he's got one in the bank he's overdue one you know blah 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 that fixture's good for him so i look at the actual so for like the, the the kind of collection I've got in that sense, like yeah, the goalkeepers are real activator, but like cap two forty, like I've got no, I've I, I, I've I'm quite happy with the, the the stuff I've managed to amass in that sense because I'm looking at it now like a goalkeeper with the amount of guys I've got and particularly depending on how midweeks can lie every now and again, like that's a hundred quid. Yeah, you know what I mean, right. a week to two hundred pound a week, like no problem at all. So the speculation on the Minone was maybe about five hundred pound. In, ter in terms of pounds, I don't know about if Ethereum is probably about point, probably about half an ETH, depending on the price of ETH and whatever day you're you're listening to this. And I'd done it like last week, so anyway, whatever. So yeah, that was the kind of plan. Is at least if I could get about a month out of them, is what I was hoping for. So I'm hoping that that transfer that comes in is because part of the thing that made me want to do the trade as well. And this is a small tangent; I won't dwell on for much longer, right? But uh, Vogel does have a bad injury record. You know, so maybe even this transfer maybe even solidifies that. Maybe they need to. Maybe they don't see him coming back anytime soon or something. I don't know. But anyway, goalkeepers, super rares in particular, continue to pain no me and hurt my soul. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was going to say, Quinny, I think you kind of hit on a couple of topics on like the on the tournament choice, and so did Stitch. That I, I was like pulling it up as you were saying it. So like, I think where this is also interesting is you can kind of prioritize like what you think is going to happen. But then I do think like fixtures, you know, like strength of fixtures and what you have available 
ultimately like should decide where you go with it. So like, you know, Quinny, you know, having his super rares that he's like admittedly saying, you know, I don't think they're competing and winning all-star type of thing, but they might be really good to grind in 240 because some have low points cap. That mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. But like, if you have like studs, like if you look at the difference between all-star super rare and, and this is kind of where Sean is going with me and cap 240 cap 240 has two tier one super rares just for first and second. Whereas all-star the top two get a star super rare and a tier one rare. And then you got tier one super rares all the way down to seven. So like that alone, you know, if you have a really good team that would fit either one, I know that the threshold is really interesting. And once like Sarira wants us to go there and take that, like if you're just looking at prizes and upside, it's a no brainer. You still got to go to all-star. So that's like where I'm really intrigued where this is all going to happen because I think kind of almost like my first tweet, which was a little bit without enough research mm-hmm. on the prize pools, was actually incorrect. But then when you start digging into the prize pools, like I just like that little example there also on Super Rare, yeah, it's kind of obvious which one you should take your your big guns into, right? That was the main but that could- Thing, isn't it like that some the absolute top prize of some of these is slightly different like the players in the pool are the same but if right. you hit the 240 cap you're probably going to get what a tier one versus if you like are in the top 10 of all-star you're hitting a tier oh to zero and it's like that, that and the rare good. one right and the yeah. rare tier one on top of it like that's not nothing either i was not so close to winning u23 super rare this week i was <sighs> Oh, you went at the weekend. I was on three hundred and nine points, and I all I had like one player left to play. Um, he's playing for Boca. It was all over the news he was going to start, so I thought I don't really, I don't often use this card. Marcello Vigan, he plays as a, like a left back at Boca, and it's all reported in the news all preseason. Oh, you know they're setting up that he's going to start. Blah blah blah. If, everywhere's reporting it. You search his name on Twitter, and he's in all of the like expected. Lineup, so I, I, it, I was sold on him. I thought, great, man. That he has a good fixture. If he's going to start for Boca, they will keep a clean sheet at home. Probably, he gets up and down the wing. He's he's got a decisive in him when he starts. Sometimes he's one of them players. He's going to score a ten and have a stinker, or he's going to score a hundred. And right. I thought, I'm going for it this week. I hit three hundred and ninety-one. Joey Veerman came back in and banged a hundred, which was fantastic. Uh, Seco uh, at Grasshoppers. Had a clean sheet until the fourth minute. Uh, I think it's like four minutes from the end. So I lost them. I was an 18 point swing because that's a unique card as well. That was quite a tough one to swallow. And then I went into the weekend and I was like one of the few people that had a game left and I was still in the cards. I think it was me and Mamba had like a game left to play. And I, I just needed basically Vigant to start and not drop below the 35 points. And I would have been on the podium. And if he'd have got a decisive, I'd have won the whole thing. I think the player who played in his place did score a 65. Um, and he probably would have put that. He didn't even come in off the bench. So I had to make do with a tier three limit, uh, tier three super rare win. What should have been, which probably would have been a tier a zero card and a tier one super rare. And I did the worst thing ever and had a look at what I might have won. <laughs> don't do that what you could <laughs> and I went in and, uh, the winner of the division one a um, 
Yvonne Diouf, uh, yeah. super rare, who is a, a fantastic under-23 goalkeeper who has another year of utility as well at Rems. And they won a um, Alfonso Davies rare. I was like, oh, man, plus half an ETH on top of that as well. Just a little yeah, game changers there. That nice. would have been that would have been fantastic. That like I was dreaming about potentially winning a goalkeeper super rare as we were getting close to the end of the game week. And I woke up in the middle of my sleep that night to check the score, and he was on the bench, and he wasn't. He didn't even get off the bench. If he'd have come off the bench, I would have won a tier two super rare instead of a tier it might have even been a tier one actually even if it just came, came off the bench for two minutes but yeah and I've started this game week similarly because I put for most Mendy as my captain in a U23 um, pro and he was rumoured to be leaving four rems as well so but they had him in his squad they put him on the bench they brought him in for two minutes he managed to pick up a score of about 30 with the captain bonus so I'm still with him with an outside chance of getting a bit of end product in but it was just, it was gutting. I managed to still win a card or, or won two cards in a week, but oh, so close. And I think like taking that into these cap modes and these game weeks, it's like knowing how close I was to that top prize this week has at least like made me start looking a, a bit like that Quinny mode. I'm looking at the top prizes this weekend. I'm right. not looking at like, can I scrape a tier two? And I think one thing we will see is a bit more of a spread you know, a lot of people are going to have different strategies for this weekend. So it'd be interesting to see what those kind of like the floor scores are to get in the cards. So yep. I'm half tempted to go into the unique kickoff this weekend. I was going to say that makes a lot of sense when you were talking about those uniques. Maybe do that and just yeah. play the roulette wheel. Of tier when three. I went into the cat modes, yeah, because I've got a goalkeeper I can use. I went into cat mode and all of my defensive options for the week were too overpowered for 240 because mm -hmm. one of my goal one of my defenders came back from injury and, and banged 100 this week and now he's like l15 is 100 so like he's useless for cap mode now straight away yeah right. <laughs> well all these players that we were like oh you know coming back from injury great for cap mode now nah, not when they bang 100 in the first game back like <laughs> right. he's really useless if you can't use him he was he was good for that week and he's never going to be good for like 15 weeks now or whatever it's going to be but um but yeah, I can use him. I thought this is another thing, right? I thought that the kickoff modes was only for players with an L fifteen of under fifty five. Is that right? I that too. Yeah, I believe so. That's I'm not the case. There. I can enter him in kickoff limited, uh, unique for some reason. And maybe it's only uniques, but my he's one of my super rares, and he's got a hundred L fifteen. Oh, you're right. It's not. It's not there on unique, but I think it is. I'm looking at super rare. Interesting. It's not there on that one either. Interesting. Yeah, strange. I thought that was a thing, but obviously it's not, unless they just like forgot to sort that out. But I can enter him in unique kickoff, but I can't realistically. That was cat modes. That was definitely in that what do they call it? The kickoff, the yeah. newsletter or whatever. That was definitely in there, but it's not showing on the requirements on the lobby. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So that, I mean, that maybe that's what happens when you release like fifty-five new game modes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the on top of the drafts, right? So like maybe all of a sudden one requirement slips through the cracks. So that's maybe it. we had that. So Quinny, I was gonna ask you a question. I'm genuinely curious on this in terms of cap. All right, let's say that 
you have the option. You like you have a pretty good team, pretty good team. This can be rare or super rare. It doesn't really matter. And uh, you know you could go for you know rare pro, and it looks really good. Like okay, I have a decent shot at a tier, tier zero or tier one. But one of those guys is like coming back from injury, like Stitch said, and he is quote unquote like one of the cheat codes for capped. And you know that you can put him in there and kind of have a leg up on people. Will that change your strategy? Even if you look at the prize pools and you're like, ah, rear pros a little bit better. Is that going to change your priorities? Or is that like too hard to even ask right now? <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's a rare prize pool that is better than all star rare. Like, I know you can get star rares and tiers two and three super rares on some of the podiums for like, I'm looking at now cap 240 and 270. But mm -hmm. again, like these, the, you know, what, what kind of caliber those tier twos and threes will be, who knows, we'll see. Um, and we know the all star rare pro, the, especially the, that star pool, that's the pool you want to be top pick for, really. That's, that's, you know, because we know the star pool, Depending on what week, if it's a midweek and all the rest of it, sometimes like you you could land in a, a decent spot and maybe you know come out with something that's not quite you know game changing for you, you know. So you always want to be, I say, in with the best shot on the star rare uh, front, and I think Agreed. that coupled with the Eve payout on all star rare pro as well, I'd much rather take point eight five of an Ethereum, a thousand euros over a tier two super rare. Uh, so like yep. it's not a bad trade-off i think if you were to finish first you know but i think a lot of the outsider rare like don't get me wrong rare like for kickoff super rare i think kickoff super rare has got a good price pool um and i think the i think the cap 270 is a good price pool it's very exciting but you're an like apex guy you're the captain of your best team i don't sling him in here you know um i don't that doesn't replace that for me to answer your question but like at like limited <laughs> level i think that might be different because at limited level, winning a tier two rare, you could get really lucky with that. Like a tier two rare could be like a good backup young goalkeeper that always sells for 300 quid or something. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, there's a lot of good possibilities out of tier two rare on top of the star limited that you would collect and could be useful in market as well as in your own gallery to maybe have an R shot again next week at going at something better. Um, so I think the limited cap modes are maybe a little bit the maybe the exception because I say tier two rares. I don't know if there's any tier ones ever available, but certainly tier twos you can you, you can get lucky, man. I've had some great tier two wins over the over the years. I I love that answer. I because I, I think that's exactly where I've landed is that like all star rare pro. I'm always gonna set first because that is like the best. If, if you have like. A couple super rares, but not enough to be like all star super rare podium worthy. Um, I think yeah. all star pro is the best prize pools really on on the platform. And even if my like, even if I have Teddy Tuma, you know, I have a Teddy Tuma super rare, my best card in my gallery probably. Even if he's sitting on a zero, and you're tempted to want to go into a cap mode, like that card is always going to be an all star pro you know, card for me, because that's where he can win me, you know, like you said, the, the highest upside. But I do think it'll be really interesting to see how many people get tempted by that quote-unquote cheat code. I can use a zero. I can do this and get into 220 or something like that and actually be able to take it over. Uh, I, I think that's what I'm, like, most intrigued by. I think as your gallery and as your club is, like, escalating, as you're getting better guys, like, I think... 
if you've got like a, like one or two like stud players like that, and then maybe you're still carrying a lot of your scrubs from when you started your account, and you've your couple of random rewards you got that are maybe suboptimal at the best of times, you know, then you know that the, the decision making will become slightly different because, like you said, you we're looking at if you believe you've got top end success potential this week on the guys, the form, you know, the super rare that you're carrying into that pro division because the super rare difference can make a big part in that division because super rares can go in so many places now. Um, and we'll be going in even more places, I suspect, you know. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of people, it's funny because I think probably the top end of that division will probably remain as competitive and as tightly um, wound as it has been. But I think, that, you know, with All-Star, like you might find that anyone that's kind of half on the fence will just go, do you know what? That defender in my best team is 62. I've got a defender in the back here that's 48 that plays in the same team, has got the same game. And then I'll just sling the whole team into 270 and off we go. And I can see people, like you're saying, definitely doing that. But I think that's definitely something to think about. If you don't, you know, because you know that feeling you're making your team. If you look at your team and you're not like, it's got a chance of winning, you know, you know that kind of feeling. Any chance where you get that to hit that submission, you think, yeah, that's it. I've done it. I've put, I've put five guys together. <laughs> it should go well. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Like now, just listening to you both speak there and talking about limited kickoff and not sorry, unique kickoff, and I just, I just had a little look at like what the unique kickoff prize was last week because I had a little look at it the week before and it was half decent. I'm not blown away by the unique card that was won in on the weekend, the two uniques that were won. But what we do have as well in the All-Star Super Rare, two Tier 0 Super Rares as well, which, you know, like if you won one of those, that is... Wild. Yeah. And I think like a Tier 3 unique is not that useful, really. Unless you can enter, like, unless you've got a unique goalkeeper and you can enter, like, Div 1 on the right weekend, right? So winning, I'm thinking to myself, if I win, if I won a Tier 3 unique, I'd be happy that I've got another unique in my gallery. But I don't think it would be that useful to me. But a Tier 1 or above Super Rare would be very useful to me. Because you can use it in D3, you can use it in cat modes, you can use it in all the Super Rare things. So... <laughs> you just super rare Neymar. Yeah, <laughs> star yeah, two, a tier zero super rare is like truly a game changer. Yeah, you know? massively. Whereas a tier three unique, yeah. you're just like praying to, you know, not get a DNP guy. You need to win like you need to win like ten of those and then stick them in like unique cap mode. <laughs> like that is so, that is the aim there, right? But I feel the like worst part is not at that point. Yeah. But, the worst part is that tier three unique might not even be sellable. Like, yeah. you know, it might just be a guy that nobody really cares about. And so you're just like, I can't play him and I can't sell him. Yeah. Well, see, see, on that note, Gator, what do you think about this, right? So as I've, as I've kind of seen, I've not looked into the uniques, I don't think, so I should maybe check that before I say this, but there's no tier zero uniques getting rewarded. They're selling all of them. You know, <laughs> as they should, as they should, so, by the way. But how big is that pool then? Because then surely everything else becomes a tier one because otherwise there's no point in categorizing them as something because they can't be one anywhere. They're just taking some and saying we're keeping these. And then every other unique must have the ability to be RNG pooled into being 
a reward, however they, they're going to decide it, you know, and it being a reward and a third friend thing for 30 referrals or going on an option. Um, so the tier threes, like how, like for, for lack of a better term, how pure of a tier three pool do you think that is? Do you think it might be a wee bit better than what we're used to with some other scarcities because they are uniques? Mm. Hold on, hold on. I have not to make this show about uniques where like none Sorry, of us are actually playing, but I, this I is tried just, to bring limiteds no, up. <laughs> no, this is too fun. No, 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 I want to actually talk about uniques because this is just too funny. You, you had me digging, Quinny. Here's tier. Here's tier one unique this week, an all star. Ruben Yanez is at the top. I don't know who that is. Aaron Juan Bisaka. Andreas Fernandez. Like these aren't. What do you think? These aren't big guys. Tier one unique. Where where's that available? In which? Uh, all star unique. I just went to all star unique, and I just was. And so the top prize gets a tier one unique, and a star super rare. Obviously, the star super rare is more important than unique, but just seeing Aaron Juan Bisaka as the second tier one unique, that just made me crack up. <laughs> it's a good I, tier one. I, I like, yeah, I, I think I take that. He's in, he's in form at the moment. He, you take him now, but it's, if, if he loses his like the back to, and he walks back in. If Dallow, I, I think, I, I don't think he get. I don't think Dallow gets in ahead of him at the moment. Interesting. I mean, you're the United fan. I, I just yeah, know I think he's done enough. And if you watch it, United, he is, he's, he's, he is doing what Ten Hag would want him to okay. do at the moment. The one thing that he's just lacking compared to Dallow is that final ball. But he has improved. I think since he's come back into the side, his final ball has. I'd have to look at it statistically, but from watching, he looks better. But if you see him play against Crystal Palace, for example, he was one of the best players on the pitch. He's been one of our best players um, in the last month. And I don't think he's droppable at the moment because okay. he hasn't made any mistakes really for like the last sort of six to six to ten games. You can't really drop a player who's in the form he's in. He, it would be unfair. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Dallow is as good as or is like back to fitness like any... I think he's soon. I, I I'd have to check. I don't think he's far out of the team, but um, I don't think Wan Bissaka will lose his place at the moment. Um, okay. Yeah. So maybe a bad example. It's it's funny though if you <laughs> scroll. Bad example, but if you scroll over to super rare tier one, Wan Bissaka is like twenty in the twenties versus you know in the unique ah. he's second. So I mean, just in terms mm. of like watering the prize pools you know you can see to, to Quinny's point you know server has to pay how much is it they're paying a year 30 something million you know they got to pay that bill back so yeah you know it makes sense for them to save the uniques that are going to garner the most money that they can try to pay back those bills in my opinion so yeah uh, yeah I think I think they'll be alright. Yeah, they'll do fine. But hey, man, thirty something million. I, I think what was it? Laird and Sean were talking about like day one. I think the sales were close to a million type of thing. It's like okay, wow, it'll, it'll get there. I think uh, this is a good seg into it, isn't it? Because we kind of spoke a little bit off camera uh, or off air, however you're watching or listening. But um, the Premier League launched. And you know we we barely even scraped the surface, um, but like how how excited are you that the Prem is finally here? But also, 
how much better is this for prize pools? Because I think we can all agree yes. that in those star pools now, a lot of those Premier League cards are like looking at the scores and stuff. There are some really good cards to be won. I don't know if I'm going to be dipping into the market for any just yet, but I would love to win some. Well, well I'll say this. See, see two of the cards I was the most excited to get from the Premier League because I'm obviously I'm very much listens to me talk long enough that I'm a, I'm a Man City fan. It's Foden and Bernardo Silva. And none of I don't see they're not even going to be in the star pool. They're pretty rubbish, you know. So what will they be tier ones? Imagine oh, man, tier yeah. two, Bernardo Silva. That'd be you know, so like, yeah. I'm Which more kind of excited from that point of view. Like I think like you know, the because SO5 comes into it, market value will come into it as well. We know that's the kind of basis of the price pool. So like as much as um you know everyone wants prem cards they're not all starty or caliber you mm -hmm. know on so5 metrics you know the the market value won't throw they can't throw them and it's startier you know because their l15 is 42 you know yeah. <laughs> or whatever um yeah. so i'm excited you know, from that point of view you know i didn't think of this like you just were talking Quinny, and i wonder how much value that is too for the platform that like think of all the times that you guys have won like a tier one through like tier three and the guy pops up and you're like, I don't, I don't know who this guy is. Like, and then you immediately go on server data and you're like, oh man, he's actually good. I think that there probably is some value by the fact that a lot more people are going to get rewards that are like, I know exactly who that is. Mm. You know, you know, maybe he's not like the household name, but if you're a football fan, you know, Michael Elise comes up from palace and I would just be like super hyped. I think that that guy is a superstar, mm, yep. you know, Versus, you know, maybe a, some a similar caliber pops up in Lagoon for me, and I'm like, I think that's the guy that I know, <laughs> yeah. but I haven't watched Lagoon in over a year. Oh, it is, you know. And then you're on YouTube watching highlights versus like Olise or just insert any other, you know, Prem guy, and you're like, I've watched him on a Saturday morning, you know, I or I can easily go watch him on a Saturday morning. Versus having to find some random stream to like maybe go watch my guy. I think that there's a lot of value behind that. That's a good thing. point. Another thing it might do is push some of those kind of like borderline star tier cards into tier one and tier two in the all star modes because we've got that a much of an abundance of like big scorers now in the, in the prize pool. Yeah. Um, and it'll be really good for the midweeks as well. I think having that many more cards, obviously with European competitions. Um, all of those Premier League players now in the, you know, like, if I remember rightly, the way that the sort of prize pools and everything works is it's a little bit to do with how many lineups could potentially be uh, entered that in that game week. And then that dictates how many prizes. And, you know, the fact that they're midweeks now, we we're going to have like another sort of six, six, seven teams that are in action in the midweek, either in the Premier League or in Europe. Uh, in, I think that that is going to trickle down into the other pools, and and well, not necessarily in the other pools, but it just means that some of those like tier one challenger cards will be like a tier two maybe in the all star pools. Um, great point. So hopefully it will like have a massively positive effect on not just people who are trying to win prem cards or or buying them. It should mean that people playing challenger are a lot happier with the rewards that they get if they scrape a tier two or something like that. You just think that like maybe those cards get a little bit better if you win one in, in all-star, obviously it probably won't affect it too much in like challenger, 
if you're entering the, the regionals. Right. But if you're entering in All-Star, you know, if you win a card in All-Star, there's a solid chance now that if you do win a Challenger or Asia card, it'll be a lot better than the one you would have won pre-prem. Um, so it'd be interesting to see that. I think we can only really read that from sentiment online, though, can't we? There's no real metric for that other than how many people did I see pissed off about their reward this week on Twitter? That's like that's that's the one thing which we are still seeing, obviously. And I think that's difficult because there's a lot of rewards to be given out. But every week there's going to be at least one or two people that are massively disappointed with the reward they got. Um, but I guess that's... I felt bad. I felt bad. I have never been that one. And I actually... I got a couple of people's opinions before sharing it, but I uh, top 10 in pro not this weekend, but the weekend beforehand and got a Martin Terrier. Yes. Yeah, the injury makes And I was just like, I, I just, I actually struggled with it. Like later, later can tell you, I, I, I didn't submit a ticket for like two hours. Yeah, because I was did. just like, I, I don't know if I want to be, because he's he is a star when he's playing, but he had been injured what three weeks, three and a half weeks, and I started looking around more, and people are like, it could be nine months, twelve months, yeah, like before he's yeah. back, and I'm like, I can't sit on this that long. No, and so oh, yeah. again, I re I reached out to support, and it actually was a really pleasant experience. Within like thirty minutes, they had responded back, yes, this one qualifies, and. I ended up getting switched out for Gerard Moreno, who I thought was a very fair yeah. swap. Yeah. You know, it was like 0.57 ish for 10th. That seemed more than fair to me. And I love, I love about Jerry Moreno. Love about Jerry Moreno. I sold him. So I, 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 I have got a chance to love him. But I won him. I don't have, I him. I don't have a chance. Ago. I won him as well. But he, he let me down the first game week. He missed a penalty yeah. in like the 90, 90th minute or something like that. And then they got another penalty, and he let um, Parejo take it. <laughs> so I'm watching my son, and I'm like, "Yes, like if we're going to be in the start here. If he scores this penalty, missed the penalty, got another penalty, and let someone else take it." I was like, and then you know he put up like a 34, I think, in the last game. Yeah. So it, I'm waiting. Is for there him actually to come good for me? Is there a worse so rare experience, by the way, than like when you're watching a game? And you're pretty sure you have the PK taker, and you're just watching. And I know you guys have done this. Don't even, don't even dare say you don't. But like, you're like turning your head on the TV because you see somebody's grabbed the ball, and you're like, "Oh no, not you! No, no, that's yeah. not your ball to have." It's like you're watching your guy walk over, and you're like, "He's surely gonna take it," <laughs> and you're just like, "It's that." And then the guy that draw it, like it's the striker. He doesn't take PKs. He's in bad form. He's like, no, no, this is my PK. And your captain's like walking over. You're like, take the ball. Take. <laughs> you guys have had this, right? This isn't just that was me. Yeah, with this Moreno situation. Like when the second pen, I was like, my son had wandered out to start playing football, and I was like, oh yes. And then the camera kind of like pans to Moreno, and you can see him like Malvin. He's like. <laughs> And I'm like, no, don't give it to someone else. And I'm looking, and then like I see Parejo walking towards the penalty spot, and I'm like, he's given the ball to Moreno. And like, even I think the the commentators hadn't even picked up on it, but it was obvious to me because he just missed one. He didn't want to take another one, and it was a pretty poor pen the one he'd taken as well. So, you know, to win the game in the 96th minute, he didn't want it, and 
it just that's makes me wonder is he going to be on the next one because that's yeah. and that's a whole nother disaster in itself too because now yeah. you're like you know half a lot of his values derived from those pks yes yeah as someone in the chat has just mentioned an even better one a serious name says the worst so rare experience is your goalkeeper losing the clean sheet at 90 plus five and i would agree i think that is the worst that, that is, is so annoying when that happens and it and that, that happens probably to at least one of your lineups every weekend almost i feel like there's so many late goals now it might just be because you are relying on those points you know when you when your goalkeeper's got a clean sheet you're watching those last few minutes like refreshing your phone like if you're like me i'm, I'm a nightmare i get all my betting apps up trying to watch the last minute of the game like yeah <laughs> and you're watching like this oh, like it's i get I think corner, that's kick, corner kick in the 97th, you're like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I can't even that's watch. exactly what happened to me last night. And uh, it's like a kind of nice oh, no. way to, to kind of round off the, the, the intro of the show, I guess, this shit boy, because uh, um, tonight I'm going to the Celtic game. I'm going to Celtic v. Livy. Can't see us over there. Thanks very much to Dan and all the guys there, Tay, for sorting us out with that. We <clears throat> make Bryden Hendo. But my goalkeeper lost his clean sheet in like the 95th minute last night. And it's David Marshall. The clip's on Twitter if you want to go check it out. But it was like it was like goalkeeper brutality. You know, it should have been a foul. Um, it shouldn't have been a goal. Hibs get robbed of the points. I lost my clean sheet. Super rare goalkeeper before multiplier on like 65, 68 points or something, you know. Before multiplier. It was a star rare in the pool this week, you know. Celtic the night and all the rest of it. Boom, gone. 31 points before multiplier. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to be in amongst it, you know. I just need... I, I just need fireworks. I need more fireworks, you know, from the guys up front. But um, you—he's probably right. The user's probably right. That—that that definitely is. Oh, like it's awful. I, I hate it. I think that was the and thing. And it just like ends your hopes. Yeah, it that... just like ends your hopes too, because you then you're just like, I don't have that. Because I mean, let's be real, and like so rare right now, as more and more people come in, and you know, maybe this part of the conversation too. The more and more cards that we do get, man, as much as goalies is a crapshoot, like. You don't really feel. I don't feel like you really have good podium, like tier zero chances if your goalie concedes. Like you have to do, everybody has to, else has to do so much to make up for that. You got to be hitting those sort of four hundred plus scores if you want a tier zero these days. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I just got Stitch. I just got sixteenth in pro this weekend with like four hundred and sixty points. What in all star pro? An all-star pro, 16th place. And it was four six because I had a little had my little gink stack and they all went off. And but my goalkeeper conceded early in the morning. Oh. Was on like a forty seven. And that made all the difference. I think I was like thirty from uh from podium. That's crazy. Yeah, I think that's some big that's scores, man. So red did so red data did the last update and you can see like your kind of like your best game weeks. And um, yeah, it, still, it still froze me that I, I scored over 500 in one game week and didn't finish first. <laughs> it was Is like that rare limited. I came in, in um, I think it was challenger pro if I remember rightly. And I, I had a 502 score and someone beat me by a point. <laughs> um, yeah. I came second, but I did, I did win a uh, Vandervoort with that second place. So that, all right, that worked you know, out. Perfect, a perfect prize for me. I think first place won Jota, which was worth more money at the time. But I think, you know, Vanderbilt's he, better to have now for sure. Yeah, I think Van, especially for me with a U23 gallery that has a lot of aging keepers, that one 
keeps me in the in the mix for a bit longer. So yeah, he's he. I kept him. I'm glad I did as well because I think I I might have listed him up at the time, and I didn't get any takers at the price. But I think people would bite my hand off for the price that I was listing him now. But especially Isn't it funny how that works. Yeah, yeah, it's worked out definitely for the best. So I think I have I a few. Could, I'm yeah. sure Quinny has even more than the two of us, but I have a few that I look back at. No, I listed at a time, and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so glad nobody <laughs> that guy from me because now he's so crucial to your gallery. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. had a few of them. I literally like you. Don't expect someone to just snap like these days. If you list a load of cards, you're expecting offers on them. I don't know about yous, but as soon as I see that a card has sold. I just assume that means I've missed a bit of news and they've gone somewhere like they've got a favorable move. As soon as you get that little notification, like your card sold and you're like, why, why is it sold? Where's he gone? <laughs> What's going on? What do I not know about this player? Like, you start it's worrying. It's the instant why, panic. I think Laird and I talked about this on a Sir data NBA one. I think it was, what it was, I think we called it like uh, don't be greedy or something like that. And, um, it was seriously that is like even when you're negotiating with somebody or like not like this for negotiating, you're sending counter offers and you're like getting the price you want, but you're just like, what do they know that yeah. I don't like, why do they want this guy that I listed for sale? Like, so yeah. I wanted to sell him, but now I'm almost there and I'm like, do they know something I don't? Is he yeah. a good fixture? Did he? Oh, <laughs> Hey, so funny, man. Like, I get it quite a lot. But I've I've been on the other side of them deals as well, where I've found a bit of news that I don't think is like common knowledge just yet. And instead of just buying the cheapest one on the market, I put in an offer sure. and then they reject. And then everyone cottoned onto the bit of information that I did actually have quite early. And then everyone puts the prices up. No one wants to sell them. And it's like, oh, I I live you live and learn, but I've definitely put in a few offers where I should have just pulled the trigger and bought and yep. That, yeah, and then that. you see it shoot up, and now even though it might still be a good price, now that you missed the cheapest one, now you don't want to buy the yeah. third cheapest ones. <laughs> you missed the up. Absolutely. I sometimes I'll look at like my offers that I sent, and I'm like, you know, they sent me a counter offer that is less than I've just paid for it, and I I rejected that three days ago, and like I've just paid like another like point one on top of it, just because I was being tight and I was trying to save. Yeah, but that's one thing I'd say to like, anyone listening to this that isn't like maybe new to the game. And be careful. When you put them offers in, you are giving the seller a chance to check out why you want that card. And if you know something they don't, then just buy it, I think. Nine times out of ten, overpriced. If you know, like if it's a fair price on the market, that's another big thing, I suppose, isn't it? If they haven't like massively oversold it, but but yeah, I think uh that's interesting. I so, had a problem. Um, what was it with? I went out and I got a Brian Kuthri guy, a guy from Mallorca, moved to New York City. Yeah, and yeah. there's been a, I'm not going to say the name, but there's been another, there's another defender that's went to MLS. There's been a bunch of them, but another one's went that's caught my attention. I thought, oh, I could get another cheeky, cheap, super rare defender for this cap 240 thing. I said, we're missing a goalkeeper, but with big Jackie Marcus going to Atlanta, I've got like an MLS. Yeah. I've got enough midfielders, as you know, I've got too many of them. So, like, a couple of defenders, a striker, I just need a goalkeeper now. But, like, it's I've, I've not sent any bids to anyone. It's public news. It's no big secret or anything. But I know if I send, if I try and, there's only two of them for sale. And if I send one guy an offer, he rejects it. I send our guy the same offer. 
both of them are going to wake up the next morning and double their price and sit there together yeah. on the floor again with no one else interested probably because it's just a it's just a wee hunch I've got oh that he might work out over there kind of thing you know and then I've done myself out of being able because the price are listed for you know not too far off probably what you'd hope in, in a fair market anyway to get for it if you're selling it yourself in reality you know so you know there is that kind of fine line you're, you're always kind of dancing on but you need you need to have dry powder you know yeah. for, for those kind of moves you know is my point trying to dip your toe in the water all the fish gone you know like two, two uh two comments in the chat which i think you'll like so the first one was uh someone else talking about another like downside of so is when uh you kind of put time aside in your day to watch the game get the beers ready get the snacks ready and then get dmp <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely the worst it's just like you've kind of like made plan you've planned well, your like day your Boca. and there you go like your boca guy yeah exactly yeah That's exactly awful. that exactly that yeah, and i went said uh on the point of gg uh jack Mackis doesn't count with that atlanta field he'll be injured half the season <laughs> hopefully not hopefully not Hope he's played well at livingston He's played well at Livingston before. They've got the same pitch. He'll be all right. True. Yeah. So, so I was going to say, Stitches, that happened to me. I went to Man City like the season before last when Ferran Torres was in the team and I put him in. He was expected to start and all that. And I got a ticket for the game at Southampton. It was 0 mm. 0. It was a horrible game. I had Ferran on the back of my shirt and all that went. He didn't get off the bench. So oh. Absolutely gutted. <laughs> it's a good game. Oh, it was actually a horrible game. It's good to go to the stadium and all that. But there's nothing worse than a DNP man in all shapes and sizes. But when you've got them in a big team, it's a uh, so, really painful one. So speaking of pain, as we get closer to the end. The end pain. I, no, it's actually amazing how much has actually happened this week. Now that I'm thinking about it, like all the new game modes, the prim. <laughs> and then yesterday, I want to know you guys' pain. How did how did a transfer window end for you guys? Good, bad? I thought I saw Stitch put a tweet on. It looks like a lot of some of your potential supers that could have gotten I had, some bad moves did okay. I, I had a mostly positive window. A couple of like my old kind of like dead, if you like, super rares. I, I was really happy about Torgan Hazard moving to PSV because that's really good. That should be me. a great one. I've yeah. got, you know, I've got Sangare. I've got a Veerman super rare. I've got a Bispo. So I have like a good solid like spine of PSV cards there. So slotting him into those, that gives me like some really good opportunities to mix and match there. So that was great because I've not had a lot of utility out of him since I bought him. I've just been sat mm-hmm. for him to do a move, to move really. And I think this is as good a move as I could have hoped for. Brenner not going to Nottingham Forest was big. I actually picked Brenner up on a tip that PSV were in for him. And I was like, oh. I was like, I've got a rare. I wanted to see that tip. Like, under 23 at PSV forward. Brenner, I was like, I'll take that. Picked him up. Then I'm seeing that PSV have pulled out and then he might be going to Nottingham Forest. I'm like, please, no, don't. Please, <laughs> Nottingham Forest. Uh, I couldn't get in. I didn't get no bites on him. I tried listing him again and stuff. And so to see that he is staying at Cincinnati was like a big win. The weird one was the Julian Araujo because it's still yeah. 100% clear. It, it sounds like the paperwork went through too late. And now he's not moving to Barcelona. Um, Stupid fax machine. Yeah. I mean, that was a weird one because I think for me, the Barcelona move would have meant his minutes come down. But I feel like he watching him, I think he would get into that team not too in not too distant a future. 
It might be yeah. that like I didn't get a great deal of utility with him between now and the end of the season, but maybe they'll start, you know, feeding him into the team next season through the cup. And you know, if he could reach the level that he needs to reach at Barcelona, his style of play really suits the way Barcelona likes to play. He's a really up the pitch, right down, you know, like he plays so high up the pitch, which Barcelona like to do, you know, proper overlapping fullback. Um so him not getting the move probably isn't a bad thing because he should, you know, play every minute at Galaxy. But you just got to hope that he doesn't have like a fallout. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, or so, disengaged. Or yeah, disengaged and moved in and go through. And that's kind of similar with Brenner as well. I'm hoping that like he hasn't had a fallout yeah. over this like move collapsing for him. Um, and other than that, I think... A couple of things were a bit disappointed. I was really hoping that um, Jan Paul Van Eck would get a loan deal or a move from Brighton. They started using him in the last couple of weeks randomly, and he's done really well. And I think that's the only reason they haven't let him go. Because if they get a, like an injury to like Dunk or something like that, then he'll probably be straight in. But Nat Phillips, the ever, the ever, mm-hmm. the never-ending saga of Nat Phillips not getting a move away from Liverpool again. I think this is the third window I've had him, and he's not moved and. This is down to another injury. I think Canate has been injured at Liverpool, so they yep. can't let him go. So I'm going to be waiting on him another six months or so until hopefully the end of the season he finally gets a move. Um, but yeah, I was mostly looking at those. Um, there was also a rumour that um, one of my players who's got a red cross, he went down um, Thomas Vandenbelt. He plays in like the second tier of the Dutch league who has been putting up enormous scores. Like If you look at him on who scored or Sofa score, he's got an average of over eight. He plays as a defensive midfielder, but he's got more than 10 goals and eight assists this season or something like that. Um, and Feyenoord were in for him, and that didn't go through, but it's likely to go through in the summer, which is fine. Because if Feyenoord let go, if they don't sign Szymanski and Koku goes, then he will be straight in there, I think. So it won't be a bad move. And you know, if they got if if Zvola come up, which they're top of the league, he'll be useful next season there. If not, and he moves to Feyenoord, he'll probably be useful there as well. So, just a case of waiting that one out. But what about you guys? I think that pretty much rounds up mine. I'll just share the opposite of Stish. Um, my transfer window was I had Big Paul on Iwachu, went to oh, Southampton, so that's gone. Um, I can't say his name right. Quinny might need to help me, but it's Spin Magins, I believe. What's that? Sparta Magins. He's been awesome for Sparta. He went to uh, Askmar. I can't say. Yeah, which is potentially in the future really good, but he's dead the rest of the year. Like, he's not going to start over. Mm. Yeah, he's not going to start over Kloss or Reindeers. Or Reindeers. A lot of people have been stacking Sparta and that Magnan. Yeah, he's been a powerhouse part of it. You know. Yep. So, so he's gone. I had uh, Orsic get get uh, taken to Southampton early. So I'm I I don't like Southampton at all. I'm a Quinny. Bad bad juju to that'd be great Southampton. I don't like Southampton that much. That well, there's a problem. You know, Stitch. I was thinking that, and I'm like uh, sitting there and thinking to myself, okay, well, these guys might be going to the, the championship, but then you've got to worry. Like for Paul, they spent 21 million dollars on him. Is he now? one of the first guys to go when they get relegated and lose all that money. Like, do they immediately yeah. have to sell? I, I, I agree. Sean was like saying, mentioned that to me. 
like Orsic was a pretty small amount, but he he didn't even get off the bench in a cup game. There was five subs ahead of him, so he seems dead. And then I have Christian Eriksen, who was a yep. three four months. So yesterday was not. I'm like I literally the only move, and I saw Quinny. Quinny, me and you are sharing one potential positive move. Jordan Larson has been dead for a yes. year, and okay. there. There's a really decent chance that he could like Kel. hit some big like at his price. I don't. I, maybe this is a tip. I don't know. If we do too many tips here, but he's not expensive enough for the potential upside. I think I still saw some forward cards for him, like point one, point one, one. Like that league, there is so much scoring. If he if he jumps into that team, he's on set pieces as a forward. We saw what he did in Russian league. I mean. Yeah, I, that's the only positive move I had the whole window. And I'm like, all right, a great one. well, maybe I picked up one guy from the death. I'll yeah. tell you a funny one I got. Dennis Suarez has moved on loan to Espanyol, and he's going to be joining Villarreal for free in the summer. And he's done this. I've seen it on, you can find Dennis Suarez on Twitter. It's on his main Twitter thing. It's all in Spanish. But he's sitting in this big, luxurious chair. He's got a suit on. He's talking in Spanish because he's like from Santa Vigo and he's had that mad problem with the chairman the whole time. If any, he's on the drama. But he's talking about how, like, oh, I will always be a boy from this town and all that stuff. But he's in this big fuck off mansion. Obviously, they've been paying him <laughs> pure mega money this whole time to do nothing all season. And it's just a wee bit funny. I don't know. Everyone seemed quite happy for him. But that unique, we're talking about unique kickoff and all that kind of stuff earlier on. I might have a wee shot of that now. That yeah. might be good fun. Uh, that was a good one. There was another really great transfer, actually, along the Larson lines, but I've forgotten what it was now. Tony Walsley went. We know Tony's when it's in Viable, yeah. yes. That's a great move. He's back in the house. Tony did not oh, want to get that red X. No, <laughs> Tony was de true. determined to get so utility in his contract. <laughs> on that, on that, what a legend Tony is. He tweets, like, retweeted the welcome to the club, and he's like, SO5 utility. I'm like, what a legend. What a legend. If you were a professional footballer, you would be counting every touch of the ball in your head throughout the game, I'm sure. And I'm, I, I, and I, I absolutely love he's... that he thinks that way. It's so cool. Yeah, I'm pleased for him. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll be getting more game time there. And um, yeah, hopefully he can start putting up some big scores. I know a lot of people that listen to the podcast are holding his cards as well. So uh, yeah, we'll be roll on roll on the Tony train. Hopefully he can. Uh, get amongst the goals straight from the off. But um, good, definitely a really good move for him. Um, and I'm just looking now at this, if there was any more that um, kind of happened. Um, so there was another one actually for me that I forgot was Lakonga, who has gone on loan to Crystal Palace from Arsenal. And yeah, so that he's been pretty useless for me. Um, I've held on to him because I was so impressed with him at um, Anderlecht when I had him. So he's been in my gallery, one of my longest holds so i've got like that nine and a half percent on him so i'm really hoping um there's can... spots in palace for him i mean yeah, that I midfield it's... is been a revolving door um yeah. like it's like will hughes mil Josevich used to be like locked in and he doesn't play anymore they have mm -hmm. like schlup in the midfield like he can absolutely slot in there i think so. i think he'll see some some minutes there definitely i went to watch palace the other week against newcastle and uh they just lack they lack a little bit of creativity in that midfield that you know, like I think Decore is really good as a defensive mid. Um, I think Eze is fantastic. He needs another. They need another in the middle, and I think hopefully Lakonga can fill that. They also got Ham Ahamada from 
Um, was it Stuttgart, I think? And um, similarly there, I think he will... He's like more defensively minded than Lokonga. Lokonga's a little bit more of a creative spark. But Crystal Palace having players like Elise Zaha in those wide areas and, you know, Edouard, um, Ayu, I think Lokonga could unlock something there. So it'd be really interesting to see how he gets on. But that's definitely another one that I forgot to mention, which is an interesting one that hopefully will, have, will be a positive for my gallery. It will definitely be a positive for his price, I'm sure, at the very least. But um, I'm not looking to move him on. One thing I did want to uh, touch on as well, actually, is one thing I noticed messing about with cap modes and stuff for this weekend. Obviously, the Prem is there now. Champ Euro is going to be a hotly contested um, division again. I noticed one thing that was glaringly obvious to me when I started putting potential lineups together was a lot of my cards from those kind of Champ Euro are really, I have a lot of high XP cards. I've got a Di Lorenzo on a 10%. I've got a Musiala 9.5. I've got a 10% Cruz. I've got, and I'm, I haven't played Champ much at all because I felt like you needed stacks and stuff like that. Um, I don't think that the stacks are going to be broken up by cap mode because I think a lot of the people that have those big PSG stacks and stuff, they load into those, have enough cards that they can probably do this similarly in cap, cap modes. But it did. It has sparked a bit of a dream, a bit of a fantasy, because you can't get that XP bonus in the cap modes. They, they're, they're pointless. It's almost pointless to be putting Tony Cruz into a cap mode, even if he's like a cheat mode. If you've got a player with a 10%... XP, are you ever going to use that card in cap mode? Either of you going to like down, like that is so big now when it gets to the end of the week, right? Those mm -hmm. leaderboards come out. If you've got an extra couple of percent on your card, that is massive, right? Are you going to be putting any of those big XP cards into these modes where they're not, they're not getting the, the benefit of it? I think because I'm starting with All-Star, Super Rare, All-Star Pro, all-star itself before I look at kind of maybe any regions or anything. Um, I'm kind of probably taking those, any ones that are worth having um, at that stage anyway. So by the time I'm getting to capped, I'm not really forcing myself to make compromises as often as possible. You'll always find yourself in these situations and thinking about it, especially when you get guys in the double digits. You've got guys on 12%. You know, people turn their nose up at it, but it makes a difference, man. See a guy yeah. that... See a guy who pulls up 55 and you've got 13% on him. You wouldn't know it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a BCL score. You're like, wow, this guy only does 54. How did that happen? You know, like, with yeah. the, on, on top, you, you push close to 60 sometimes, you know, and whatever. Maybe exceed it. Um, that's true. In, in 70s and stuff, that's kind of where it's most impressive once it gets quite high. And that bonus is like eight points worth or so, give or take, you know. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Quinny. I mean, I think you, I think for a lot of people that, you know, with like some more super powered cards here, if they fit in the, the better modes and you're going to put them there and you're going to kind of be towards your ending. I do think maybe I know we're getting close on time. I do think though, like my biggest win in so rare was underdog. And like the week that I won it, I like prioritized it. Like I went out, it was like the first lineup I made because I realized that people weren't prioritizing that. And that was, I had much smaller gallery than I do now. So I do think that for like us as experienced players that have some, you know, pretty 
elite cards. Like we're still looking at those like all-star pros, super rares and putting stuff there first. But this is actually maybe a really good spot for, um, you know, some newer players in the game or some people with smaller galleries to go. You know, I'm actually starting with 220 or I'm starting – actually, it probably makes more sense to start with 220 or 270 versus 240 where a ton of people are eventually going to go because of the thresh. But I'm going to prioritize those, put my best matchups there. You know, I might not have Cruz versus 20th place in La Liga, but, you know, I've got, you know, uh, I, I don't know the Scottish League well at all, but, you know, mid-table Scottish team, but they're playing the worst team in the league, and maybe he's in a great spot. I can put him into 220, you know, play, find a cheat code card or something like that and prioritize that. I think that that's, that's where I would almost take it more than the XP is, like, can you game theory the game? Like, mm -hmm. Go. Nobody else is prioritizing this division. I. This is going to be where I make hay. I, I think that that's a really intriguing spot for some users that are really trying to get that big break, like that big win to propel you. That that could be it. It's a good shout, definitely. I think uh, we'll start to see that come into play massively as well when Russia reopens and like those leagues where they're not. This weekend. Them. Is it this weekend or, or they're back? Week? Russia Two, three. Two, three. I, I saw Krasnodar, or is it a friendly? It might be friendly. I think they. I don't. Ah. I, think they, I think they've got another few weeks yet. You, they you are might be friendly. right. They are. Oh, those are friendlies. It's March. Screw there you I go. Saw they're getting ready. Play. They're getting ready. There's news coming out. There's team news. There's training photos. All the drama's starting already. Ma Malcolm didn't go to PSG. I know many of the people that were <laughs> oh. very, very, very thrilled to not lose that card. Yeah, where was Tadic linked to? Tadic got a wee link at the end of the window as well. That was 20, saucy. 20. I was sitting outside with my son, and somebody sent that to me after all the other transfer news I had. And I'm Tadic is my best card, or one I won, <laughs> won the most with. And I literally just closed my. You, what's the gift? You close your computer and throw it. Up. I'm uh -huh. just like, I'm walking away. If that happens, I'm not quitting, but I'm quitting for the day. I can't. Yeah, I yeah. can't do it anymore. Can't cope anymore. Yeah. No, I, I heard it and stuff. But yeah, it was Roma. It was Roma, funny. Was the Roma. link. Yeah, I need to get And I'm like, am I going to really have to spend on Steven Bergheis right now? Because like, that was like my immediate thought. was like, okay, if he leaves, then I have to have a Bergheis. I watched IX on the weekend, and I think uh, Berghaus, over the last sort of couple of weeks, like he sat on the bench for a game, and then he came off in the last game. I don't think he looks like he's yep. fully fit back from the World Cup just yet. Yep. But I was really impressed yep. with, with Bergwijn on the other side. Yep. He was really good on the weekend. Finally, um, finally finding his footing, maybe. Yes. <laughs> Ajax have needed to kick back into gear post the World Cup. And I think this weekend just gone, they started to look a little bit more at it. And they were playing... They got rid of their manager. Yeah. Like, that might have yeah. been a big thing. Get that, that boost. And, you know, they were playing on a... Um, a a fake grass pitch didn't you know I'm not sure whether or not that suited them, but I am definitely expecting them to kick on against Cambuur this weekend. I'm you know I'm looking at that fixture as like a banker. I'm looking at all my IX cards in my big lineups. I think this weekend that fixture looks nice. Um, but yeah, I'm looking looking forward to the weekend. Uh, any fixtures that either of you two are looking forward to, Quinny? I know you've got the big one tonight. At, uh, Celtic Park. Back in Italian, back into the intro, Stishy Boy. We've got the game. We, you know, we're going to Spurs versus City, you know, yeah. so 
We'll be getting live for the Premier League at the weekend. That's on Sunday. So that's probably the biggest game I'm looking forward to. I think all my main SO5 action happens on Sunday as well. So it should be a really actually fun Sunday, you know. I'll be out here actually in the fresh air enjoying football with people. So that'll be great. Um, yes. As well. <laughs> Did you know that I'll, I'll give you... has Europe's biggest bar in it as well? So we'll be able to go and check out the biggest bar in Europe at the stadium. So nice. my, my full eyes on my like adopted team because of so rare, but Union St. Gula, am I saying mm -hmm. it right? USG? Yep. My fan. guys, my Teddy Tuma, legendary guy, but I, I've had very good luck with, I have Morris, their goalkeeper. I have their best center back, Christian Burgess, super rare. Teddy Tuma, super rare. Their home versus Zul, who's like near the bottom of the table. USG is awesome at home. I will be tuning into that one, yeah. hoping for Teddy to rip off 100 and be in a really good spot for the weekend. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good weekend. I uh, Looking – another quick mention as well. I won't, we won't go into too much depth, but the little tweaks that they've done on SoRare data in the lineup build are really nice. <laughs> like sure. a little bit of an indicator. We mentioned it on the podcast with Laird last week, and I feel like as soon as we stopped recording – it, it was like it was rolled out so like that just goes to show you how quick they actually do roll this stuff out there he Man, kind of touched on something coming soon and he said you know like soon so data soon it was literally within an hour of us getting off the podcast and this was there and he was like hey just letting you know those like cat mode features that we talked about are kind of like live if you want to start playing around with them and they're really good and i think even like the little triple a thing yeah stuff is really good too That's it's just a really nice feature. sort just a really nice sort you can just it's hit great. that and just see immediately who's in those type of matchups and then start playing around in your mind. You know, I love it. Yeah, it, it is really helpful. It's been a, but it also like, it gives me like false positivity for the game week when I'm like, yep, my guy's got the triple A scores this weekend, the whole team. And they go out and like scrape through a nil nil or something. And uh, yeah, which is nice if you, if they're a defender. Good the goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Good for the keeper. But um. Game. I think that about wraps it up, isn't it? We've 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 covered a lot. I think uh, it's been possibly the the biggest week in the time that I've been playing so rare. I feel like new game modes, the prem coming live, which we will be waiting for. Uh, super excited for how you know things roll out, things get ironed out over the coming weeks. But uh, Gator guy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been great, and a uh, Quinny. Good luck at the game tonight. Uh, save some Enjoy energy. yourself, buddy. Hope we pump them tonight. Hope it's like seven or eight now and I get hundreds from everyone. It's going to be beautiful. Gator, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Thanks for coming on. I really pleasure. appreciate it, buddy. Stashy boy, good luck to you as well. I'll gang. see you the weekend, mate. I'll see you the weekend, Quinny. Yes. Fresh and fresh and ready for a big one. Recommend <laughs> product. That's it. Fingers crossed for that. Gang, it's been a pleasure. Out to everyone who's listening. Have a great game week and we will be back again around about the same time next week if you are listening to this on your podcast services at some point in the future please do give us a like follow subscribe a review all of that uh, if you're watching on youtube make sure you like and subscribe on quinny's channel and uh, yeah hit us up at m product pod on all other social media we will be back again next week it's been a pleasure thanks everyone cheers